Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And we welcome you into another edition of our Warriors Weekly Podcast. John Dickinson, Matt Steinmetz for 95.7 The Game. It's Steiny. Uh, when we last spoke, the Warriors were coming off a, a home win against Miami and headed out on the road looking for their first road victory of the season. And here we are three games later now as we record this on Wednesday morning, and the Warriors are still looking for their first road win of the season. Now 3-5 and five and losses to Charlotte, Detroit, and Miami last night. Just uh, your general thoughts on the struggles that the Warriors are having defensively, but just figuring out a way to win a game, I think, more importantly. Yeah, I think they got to start with their defense, obviously. It's been, it's been terrible, J.D. It hasn't been average. It hasn't been below championship level. It's been pretty terrible. Even last night, what did Miami score? 116? That may as well be 125 when it's, when it's the Miami Heat. Here's what I think is going on. Right now, I think the core pieces aren't playing great and the young players aren't giving them enough. And that disparity, I think, is why they're three and five instead of five and three or six and two. Steph Curry, to me, has been the one player who's been good. Wiggins, even Wiggins has been okay in my book, not not good. And then Clay, obviously he's struggling. Poole looks like he's trying to figure out a new role for himself. The young players, Kaminga and Moody and Wiseman, they look like they're just trying to get their individual feet under them. Like they're just out there trying to survive, let alone do things to help you win. So I, it's just a, there's just some things that, depending on your perspective, J.D., they're either signs of trouble or eh, they're just things that I'm not going to worry about or we're not going to worry about until we're 40 games in because it's I, the Warriors. I think they're signs of trouble. And and the reason they're signs of trouble is, and, and I always come back to this, and sometimes you agree or you disagree with me. I'm kind of curious what you think on this one. When, when you're losing games because of like when it's actually costed you something in, in the standings, right. especially when you're essentially fully healthy, and the Warriors are fully healthy right now. This is the team, and they're three and five, and they've had some winnable games. Maybe they've let slip. Like if if there was, you know, Steph Curry was out, or Draymond hadn't been playing, or or something like that, and and you had a three and five stretch, you know, you'd you'd say, all right, well, you know the reason, and you're confident that that things are are going to turn around. I'm I'm confident that things can turn around, but I think this start as bad as it winds up getting and maybe the Warriors win a couple and they kind of linger around 500 here moving forward. But, but I think in these first eight games, this has cost the Warriors enough to where they're going to have to work harder now moving forward to make up for the fact 
that they have gotten off to this poor start. It doesn't get easy. You can't just coast into your next winning streak. You got to play really, really well. Let me ask you a question. What what grade would you give Steph Curry? First eight games of the year. Probably a B plus. Okay. Plus A minus. And And I'll tell you right now, in any other year in the last six years, if Steph Curry plays B plus A minus, because of Steph Curry, they're five and three. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he he's played. They usually win games most of the games if Steph Curry plays like he has the first eight. So that tells me we've got to look other places, and that's where I think this team is wanting. Who outside Steph? Can you say has played above average? Nobody for the eight games. And you know what? I, I probably so. no, I probably maybe Draymond. I, I think I yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't you sounds like you differ a little bit <clears throat> with me on Draymond. Like I think Draymond's been good. I probably looking at the numbers in front of me, I probably gave Steph a little short shrift. He's he's been an A. I mean, he even had a triple double last night. I mean, I, I think Steph's Hello. actually maybe been better than I've even gave him credit for. But I think Draymond's been the next best player, let's say, over the eight games. Maybe you disagree with that. Wiggins had about, I don't know, four games where he was really good. And then Clay Thompson has been so up and down. And it seems like, not to get off on the Clay Thompson tangent, but since he acknowledged that he wasn't where he wanted to be last week in Phoenix, it's gotten worse seemingly for Clay Thompson, which I, I didn't really think. And we talked about it on the last podcast. I didn't really think Clay was playing that poorly. It wasn't up to maybe his standard, but then he put a bullseye on it and then he gets kicked out of the game in Phoenix and he's not playing well last night down the stretch. And it just, it feels like it's kind of snowballed on him when if he had just let sleeping dogs lie, maybe he just, you know, you know there wouldn't have been so much focus on it and, and it wouldn't be you know that big of a deal, but it feels like the Clay Thompson thing is becoming almost a bigger problem or concern by the game you know, with every loss. I think Clay Thompson's a bigger issue than their defense. To me, there's some there's some explainables about their defense, and one is they were playing in June. Their starters are champion players. They're just they. They're not going to be at a championship level right now, nor can you expect them to be. They're, they're, they're trying to establish a level of play, but it's not good enough yet. So they've got to, they got to get better defensively first. And I think they will because that's the part that, that's the part that they have done before. It's clay. It is clay. And I think, listen, guys don't, go from great to terrible overnight. It's a, it's a process. But I think it's I think it's I think it's fair to think that Clay Thompson you know, he's not going to be the player he was. He's still going to have very good games. They're going to come a lot less frequently. So that's okay if you have other guys, if you have Jordan Poole playing well. Um, and the young guys playing well, but right now they're not. And so you're left with you're left with like a team full of guys, even veterans, trying to find their game. And like you can't win like that over the long term. I mean, you can win games, but you can't win like that over the long haul. And that's I mean, you know, Clay's playing to get himself right. 
Kaminga and Wiseman are just – they're just trying to play and do the right thing so Steve Kerr won't yank them. I mean, Kaminga's Same just trying move. to get on the floor. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I mean, here's the other thing, J.D. I just want to – so, I like, nobody's saying these guys are washed up at all. But there is a difference between guys in their prime at their peak and not quite being at their prime at their peak. And I just don't think Clay is. I don't think he's going to be able to get back there. Like, tell, I know I'm, I'm babbling here. Tell me what you think about this. Tell me what you think about this. Like, in order for the, this thing to continue, two things have to happen. For, one thing everybody knows, the young players have to be good. They have to get better. They have to, right? They, the four young sure. players have to be good. I, I think that's actually less important than the veteran players maintaining the level that they've been at the last couple of years exactly. or, or closer to it, if, exactly. if that's where but, you were going with it. Well, and here, here's kind of where I'm going, especially as it relates to Clay. You know, in order to keep the thing going, you need another part of it too, and that's <clears throat> your core players being all in with the transition. And, you know, you look at Tim Duncan. What does everybody say? Man, did he just transition from a superstar to a role player? Kai, uh, Kawhi came up, and then Ginobili got a little older, and then he went to the bench for the sake of the team. Sure, you know all those kind of things. Well, Clay, Draymond, and Steph—they—they got to be ready to do this. And I don't think Clay is right now, to, to be honest. Well, I don't think Clay is, but I also don't think there's anybody ready to come up and take anybody's spot either. I mean, when when Duncan took a step back or Ginobili took a step back, that was because Kawhi Leonard became the clear-cut best player on the team. Steph Curry is still the clear-cut best player on right. the team, and I don't think maybe we quibble about Jordan Poole when Jordan Poole's right, but Jordan Poole hasn't been right the first two weeks of the season compared to what we saw last year when he was playing well. So like right now it's like there, we, we talk about the young players and what they're going to be and the next wave and all of that. Well, none of these guys, Steiny, are ready to take anybody's job right now. I think the Warriors would, would love if Wiseman was a better player than Kevon Looney or Kaminga was really pushing Draymond Green or Jordan Poole was playing at a level off the bench where you could even consider making some kind of a lineup change with Klay Thompson. Now, I know they've said they're not going to do that specifically, but my point is nobody among the young group is doing anything to where that's even on the table right now. Right. And But that leads to the veterans are still the carriers, the veterans still have to play well. And, and I'll throw this back at you because I've you noticed this last year and I've noticed it a couple of times early this year. And it didn't cost him as much last year as it has, I think, you know, in the first couple of games. But there are the Warriors have always kind of had this. They just kind of know in a game how long they have to play well in order to win the game. And it used to be a quarter. Like if the, if the Warriors had a killer quarter, they would win the game, demoralize the opponent, have enough in the other three quarters to to either hang on or 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 win it going away. There there been some times in these first couple of games. I thought the Charlotte game specifically. I thought the game uh, against Miami was another one. I didn't even think there was times in the Denver and Sacramento games where the Warriors were almost certain, like they knew where the game was was at. It was hanging right there. And they were going for that 
little bit of extra that they all right, we could we can go get it right now. And you're kind of reaching back almost like a pitcher trying to get a couple more miles an hour on the fastball to close it out. And they don't have it. And it like it just like they're looking for something that just isn't there and and playing well for a quarter now isn't enough. And and they can't find it in these key moments where they have a four point lead with a minute left and they can't get a stop. Like we're not used to seeing that. They're up eight with nine minutes to go, and the starters are coming back in the game and they can't hold the lead. You know, Sacramento is coming at them from 20 down, and it felt like the Warriors had no control over that. Like it was the Kings missed a couple shots that they could have made, but it felt like the Warriors had no say in the outcome. If the Kings had made a couple shots, they might have stole that game. And and the right. and so I feel like there is just there's a lack of control that the veteran players are used to having in these big moments based on their talent and their championship guile and all of that that isn't quite the same and they're almost like oh god like in game like realizing we can't finish it in the exact same way maybe that we used to be able to finish it no you're right and and you look at offensively um you know it's if 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 clay's going to go one for five or one for six in the fourth quarter well then who's your second best scorer well it's wiggins but you know if you have draymond on the floor and Looney on the floor, and I get it, Clay's struggling, but that's like three guys who two of them aren't really shooting, and a guy shooting too much isn't making shots. Like that that's the other thing. And this is where, and look, Clay Thompson is a Hall of Famer, one of the greatest shooters ever, streaky. You live with his bad shots because that's how great he is. But I, I just don't like that sometimes I think he's too defiant. And last night was one of those games. Yep. You know, he, he plays he plays less than Curry, less than Wiggins. They're making shots. He can't make any. Why is he taking 20? They're taking 15. Now, maybe that's what the game dictates. But, you know, Clay can't not be a playmaker and then, like, turn it over four times and not shoot well. You know what I mean? Like, right. he's a – we're used to so much more than that. So – how much of that can he get back? That's a great question, and, and I'm not sure how much of it he can get back. I, I think the time for him to to just be chucking is over, and I think they're going to – and Steve Kerr had mentioned and he always goes to, well, Clay's pressing a little bit. Clay's trying to find it. I, I think at some point they got to bring Clay in and say, look, dude, like you got to be more – conscientious about your shot selection like you can't like it just you gotta keep it you gotta take the good shots and not just the the shot because it was clear it's and I've said this it's almost he misses a couple that he thinks he should make and he feels like he's got to take two more for every miss to like get it back and it almost hints of somebody yeah wanting to help the team but also kind of wanting to get their numbers a little bit, like wanting to get his shooting. Like if you miss we all know you miss right. a shot, you got to make it or you miss a couple of yeah. shots. You got to make the next two or three. If your percentage is going to be what you want it to be. And it's almost like he's thinking about 
How many do I have to make to get my percentage up to 40? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, I, I will say this: the, the shot he had with a minute. I mean, that that's a shot. That was like one of his better shots in terms sure. of uh, open looks. Like that, that one didn't bother me. Um, well, it was the one. Was it that? Was it that one, or was it the one off the rebound? Because I thought the one he took. Because he took one from the corner, right? And then and then Curry got the rebound, and then it got kicked back out to him, and then he and then he missed an, another one, right? What, how much time was left with that? This was after the foul got overturned. So I yeah, got, I have Thompson had a good look with one oh five left. Yeah, and and it was so yeah, it, Vincent straight on. It yeah. was a straight on three. But there of. was a three from the corner before yes. that. Yes, it, exactly. You're right. And there was a, and so I I thought they were you know they were both pretty good looks. I actually thought the one from the top was a little quick, but again, you're down three, so why not take it? Yeah, I. I you know, the other thing that I think where they're caught between a rock and a hard place is, if you know, if they continue to struggle, what is their move? Because you're right, they are healthy. What's their move? Clay to the bench is a huge move. It's not You know happening. what I mean? That's I don't believe so either. He has ne- you know, he hasn't come off the bench since his rookie year. But but see, but see JD, that, that's kind of what I mean about kind of where this team is. Just think about this for a minute. Steph Curry came off the bench to start the playoffs last year. Sure. Steph Curry came off the bench. But the Warriors are they'd be afraid to even ask Clay to do that for fear that right here up mm-hmm. up in his head. Well, it's an admission at that point that you're not going to be the player that you were before. That something exactly. needs to change. But that is for so you to be delicate. Productive. That is such a delicate transition. And that's, you know, like Okay, so they can't move him to the bench. Fair enough. Uh, they ain't taking Curry out. Pro- I, I don't like the idea of Wiggins off the bench. Um, Draymond's going to have to start because I don't. Yeah, not, there, there's no move as far as the exactly. lineup goes because there's nobody good enough right now off the bench to take anybody's right. spot. Like it's not like Jordan Poole's lighting it up either. 
True. And, and if, you know, we're talking about the young guys, and I know a focus of that is Wiseman and Kaminga can't get on the floor, and the Wiseman looks okay offensively at times, and then defensively he just looks terrible. And when he's in the game, teams are really attacking Wiseman. I mean, every single night he is the, the weak link, which which makes me think of the playoffs and how teams really do that, and the Warriors have done that to other opponents. And it it leads me down, and, and this is something that I think we should talk about on, on every podcast because there's almost the two scoreboards. There's the scoreboard of where are the Warriors at in the regular season? How are they trying to develop these guys? How are they playing? And then there's also, are they playoff playable? And right now, Wiseman is not playoff playable. And so to me, it's, you know, Moody is probably borderline. Kaminga clearly is not playoff playable because he's not regular season playable. You're going to play pool de- by default, but you need him to play better than he has. I mean, look, the, the Warriors are not like they didn't pay Jordan Poole to be a superstar, but they paid him to be what he was last year. And right now he's struggling to even be what he was last year. Defensively, he's been awful. I mean, it's on the nights where the starters do have it. It feels like the bench guys come in the game and the leads go bye-bye and then the starters have to rebuild it. So it's it's just been a little bit of everything to this point that has added up to them not being able to win enough. Yeah, and you mentioned opposing teams going at Wiseman. Um, I've noticed they're going at Clay too. Mm-hmm. And and you know what, JD? You know, it, I, I want to get back to Clay because you you brought up something earlier about him kind of bringing attention to this. And I so here's my thing. So he played last year. I think he uh, missed the first 50, played 32. Then he played in the playoffs. His numbers were exactly the same. I don't know if you noticed that. He played 32 regular season games. He shot 38-5 from three, and he shot like 44 from two. Those numbers, say, they stayed exactly the same in the postseason. Exactly. Right. It's just a quirk. But at the end, of that series, I was like, you know what? Clay helped them, no doubt about it. Absolutely. Uh, Clay helped them a couple games. And so now it's the offseason, and I guess he doesn't play, obviously. But even in his first couple games, you're right. I didn't think he was that bad. Like, I no. didn't think he was that bad, but, that, but, but he must have known something wasn't right. And then, you know, Barkley picks up on it a little bit, but, but, you know what I'm what, what I'm really getting at here is like where where is he? Like where like where like he brought this like he's now invited teams to attack him because he mentioned he had a mental block. No duh, I'm not the same player. I like seriously, I think those are admirable things. But in the NBA, like Jimmy Butler was going at him. Yes, he was. And that's something like think about that for a minute. Like, think about that dynamic. Clay Thompson has gone from somebody who you can put on a point guard and not have to worry about him. In fact, you might have an advantage there to a guy who's being attacked on the defensive end at the shooting guard position or three. Yeah, it, that's it's, a different. Well, and and that gets to how do you offset it in a in a playoff series? And I think what you've seen the Warriors try to do in the regular season as far as your lineups to finish games and lineups to try and help is they're, they're trying to kick him up a notch by playing right. Jordan Poole and all right, he's going to be more of a wing defender, but yeah, Jimmy Butler, you know, biggest play of the game after the, 
uh, the misses, the, the two missed shots, you got Jimmy Butler going right at him to to put the game away at, at 114 to 109. And that was one where I just thought, wow, like that was that that was kind of a he ain't got it kind of moment. Well, and, you know, the bucket before was Butler squaring up against Andrew Wiggins, probably saying, I know you from Minnesota. And I didn't like you there because I didn't think you played hard. So I am going to take you right now. He ends up getting a three-point play yeah. on it to make it 112-109. Like there was something personal there for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't I just think again, the other thing, sometimes guys get old fast. Sometimes it happens where you just look at oh, average 22 that year. And oh my God, they're down to 15 the next. That's big. Well, it went up. I mean, you always talk about the numbers and I, I, I try not to look at the numbers early in a season, but I happened to do it last night doing the postgame show. And it was you know, Clay at 19 last night. I didn't realize because we were only seven games in and I guess he had played six. He's only averaging 12 and a half going into last night's game. Like well, his, I didn't realize that either. Like, I, and it was, and I'm thinking, really? Like, I thought it was more like 16, you know, sure. 17, closer to, I think, 19 and a half is the career average for Clay. And so he hits 19 last night, but it's, there's a difference between, like, they can't have him scoring 12 and a half. Like, maybe they could get away with him scoring 16 and a half, 17, as opposed to 19, but they can't get away with him scoring 12 and a half. No, no, they can't. And inefficiently 12 and a half. Exactly. And he's not, he's not really doing any phase of the game well either. And that's, that's kind of an issue too. Like, obviously, he's a shooter. And if he's not shooting well, that's a killer. But he's a hell of a defender that isn't a hell of a defender now. No. He's never been a great playmaker, but you don't really ask him to do that. So, I don't know, J.D. Uh, you know, to me, Clay is, if I were a Warrior fan, he's my biggest worry, more so than – Will their defense come around? No, no question. I mean, I, I do think the defense will come around. I think a lot of it is championship hangover and some of it, you know, it has to get to a point where the veterans say, all right, something has to change dramatically and we have to go on a run. And then and yep. then you see whether they're able to actually do it. I think we've seen it a little bit in games where they've tried to do it with varying levels of, of success. They've been able to go on runs, but they haven't necessarily been able to finish. But I think among the starters, if you just run through them, you're right. Steph's been an A. Draymond's been fine. Wiggins has been a little up and down. Looney is Looney. And Clay Thompson has been the player that's been the most subpar right. of, of the five. When you look at the bench, part of – because I do want to spend a couple minutes on the bench and the young guys, and then I got to ask you about the 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 foul overturn in the Miami game, which I thought was incredible, and the palming violations that are suddenly being called uh, in the yeah. league. Uh, but as far as the bench, I mean, I think Poole, you have to go to the headliner, right? Like it's we can talk about Wiseman Kaminga. I think they may have to do something. I want to bring it back to Pool, but I think the Warriors have enough wing players and veteran players to cobble that together with guys that are just going to have to play to where, whether it's Wiggins is playing more or Clay's moving up or DiVincenzo is going to be in there and that's going to slide players down. I think they have enough wing players 
I think as you start to look at a playoff rotation, they may wind up, you know, this is the year where last year I don't think they needed another big. This year I think they may need a 4-5 type player that can, you know, maybe you play him in front of Jamichael Green. Maybe you play him in front of Wiseman if Wiseman's completely unplayable. Uh, I, I think twofold. That that kind of stands out, and then Jordan Poole has got to, got to figure out a way to be a little bit more efficient. It's almost as if other teams are putting a little bit of a target on him now as a big money guy to, you know, whether it's more attention defensively or attacking his defensive deficiencies. Uh, So yeah, just, just kind of your thoughts on that. Look, the Warriors young players, especially the last year or two when they weren't playing. um, Oh man, look at the Warriors. They got this, they got Curry, Curry, Clay and, and, and uh, Draymond, but they got Wiseman, who's going to be this great center, and Kaminga looks like this unbelievable four, and Moody, what a solid three-man who can defend, and now we got Poole, like, but, but they're on a team of champions, so while everybody's saying, oh, God, our young players, our young players, our young players, Kaminga, my, Wiseman, you know, you go into Detroit. Yeah. And they got some young players. So you realize, wow, well, Kaminga's not as good as Cade Cunningham right now. No. And Isaiah Stewart's making Wiseman look terrible. And Sadiq Bey is hard to guard. And you realize those guys have been playing. And there's, there is an athleticism deficiency on the Warriors that they're feeling with the Gary Payton Jr. Um, you know, leaving for Portland, I think. No, I, I think you're right. On the they're not getting they're, they're not getting loose balls and stuff that long rebounds they used to get to set up the scramble and that just they've only had a couple of those this year no it, you're right I think there is that's where the effort level that goes into beating a team like Detroit is yes. different and that's no and those are the kinds of games where even last year I think especially last year the Warriors won just about every one of those games for the most part, a, a, a extremely high percentage. And it's why they got off to the 18 and two start. It's why they wound up winning 53 games as opposed to, to maybe 47, 48. That's the one danger. We, we can't, the Warriors can't get to a point where we're talking about, Hey, it's January and it's, Hey, if they can get to, you know, get a couple games over 500. And, you know, as long as they avoid the, as long as they avoid the play in tournament, they'll be fine. Now, like that's, I'm not, like we can't play that game. This team's going to have to win enough regular season games to where they're at least top four. That's what I think too. I think so too. I think, I think a lot of Warrior fans would push back on that, which is fair and say top six will do it. But I, I think I, you know, it's like kind of the expected a wild card team to make it all the way and win the Super Bowl. You know, you're going to have to win on the road every, every week, essentially. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's unbelievable how after the first you know two and one or whatever, and they look like a juggernaut kind of, and now they look like they're a mess. Right, which means maybe they look like a juggernaut again next week. Real quick, I know sure. we're, we're, we're uh, the 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 fa- I was oh. stunned that foul got overturned. Oh, me uh, too. I mean, I can't. I mean, I didn't think Jimmy Butler got the ball. Did did you think on replay yeah, that Jimmy I, Butler there- got the ball? I saw a replay where he got the ball first and then he hits the hand, but that's always called. Well, and it was even, an after, even after the release. So if you're telling me if you get ball first, 
Then you can come down with hand and wrist. Okay. And now you're calling, you're not calling that. And at the same time, you're going to clamp down on palming. What is your trouble? I mean, I'm kidding in a way, but not really. I mean, one of the reasons the Warriors shoot the hell out of it is because it's hard to defend out there. And players are conscious of fouling a three-point shooter. You're telling me they can contest a little more and it's kind of a league-wide thing that they're going to allow? That changes things a little bit. Apparently, if you get the ball, I mean, that was the explanation. If you get the ball, you can have the high-five contact and that that's allowable. So we'll see. Incredible. And Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole, by the way, I dug this up at the end of last year and I couldn't remember where I found the num where I found it. Jordan Poole led the league in palming violations last season. Nice. But he had six. He had six, I think, right. for the whole year. And he's got, I think, four or five already this year. Three in the game last night. Apparently, there was a memo that went out. Right. I mean, Kurt didn't get his email. Hey, Steve, they, you got to check your email, Steve. Come you. on, man. Yeah. But some, I mean, it's not like they just sent it to Steve. I'm right. sure they sent every assistant coach and every front office guy. So somebody's got to have Steve's back. The third carry was a carry in any league. No doubt. That's all I'll say. And he stops. Like, he literally stops the ball and changes direction, which is different. All right, Steiny. Yeah. Uh, I'm in. We'll talk to you next week. For, for Steiny, I'm JD, Warriors Weekly. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.